0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing how to build relationships and improve your engagement on Instagram in just 30 minutes a day. I'm excited to introduce to you our guest speaker, Shannon McKinstry. She is the founder of the Boutique Social DC. She is the unofficial poster girl for oat milk lattes, Pina Grigio, and long walks down the aisles of Target. She's a wife, mama, and marketing junkie who turned her love with social media into a six-figure business from scratch. She is the real deal and the perfect person to help us dive into today's conversation. Why? Because Shannon started liking my posts, engaging in my stories, and then one day she slid into my DMs to chat about life, and we've been friends ever since. She's never pitched to me not once. And when she announced her membership to the Social Squad Society, I was in because I liked her and I trusted her. Today, Shannon's sharing how you can do the same in just 30 minutes a day on the gram. Let's dive in. Hey, 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 hustlers. Uh, We have another special guest on our podcast episode for today. It's my good friend, Barbara, who I just shared with you. all. I met on Instagram. We instantly connected in the DMs, and I found myself thinking, man, I wish I hired someone sooner that was doing more tax coaching or accountant work to really help me not make the mistakes I made in my first two years. So I thought, why not bring Barbara on so she can answer some of those questions that are probably floating around right now in your, your head. So welcome to our podcast, Barbara.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am excited for us to dive into our conversation, but before we get started, I would love for you just to share a little bit about who you are and what exactly that you do for our listeners.
1: Yeah, I am Barbara. I own your tax coach, and I started my accounting firm because I had worked at the largest accounting firm in the world, and I have worked at really small ones, and I had seen. All of them have the same problems, and so I wanted to fix those for my clients as far as having more communication with clients, speaking in a way that they can understand, and finding a lot more ways for them to save in taxes. And so I created all of my services around those problems.
0: That is awesome. And military wife? Very proud. Thank you for his service and kids? Yes. Uh, we have a 10-year-old, 8-year-old, and 2-year-old. Awesome. So, ladies, you as you can see, she is still juggling all the things <laughs> like we are, so personal life and the biz life. Um, so Barbara, I know that you probably get this a lot too like i I personally don't do math in public because <laughs> numbers are just <laughs> not my thing, but um what kind of like sparked your interest to go into this industry? <laughs>
1: um. Good question. I so I've always been good at math, although I don't think that was really why I got into taxes. You know, so I was in college. I had a baby in college, Um, and I went to my career counselor, and I was like, "What can I do that 100% when I graduate, I will have a job?" And he was like, "Accounting." And um, I always kind of you know wanted to do something with math or law and i thought i was going to go to law school and then unexpectedly was having a baby and so kind of had to change gears a little bit and accounting just kind of worked after i took my first class i really liked it and then went on to get my masters in taxation and actually my little 2 year old at the time walked me down for my graduation
0: yeah that's awesome. That's so awesome. So, as you transitioned into, so you've been doing accounting, you were at larger companies, you were at smaller companies, but when you transitioned into your own line of work to really give that individual time, if you will, with um, these, I'm assuming, like new entrepreneurs and small business owners, did they like naturally come to you saying, this is what I needed help with? Or did they come to you saying, hey, I don't even know where to begin?
1: Yeah, most people, don't even know where to begin. They don't really know what they don't know. Um, All of my clients are amazing business owners. They're really good at what they do, right? Whether that's, I don't know, a photographer or a real estate agent, like they're the best at what they do. Um, And it's just my job to be the best at what I do and help them along the way to try to find them tax savings and just the best way to go about things, whether that's Navigating all the different kinds of taxes that there are, or um, how to invest in their business, or how to grow or scale.
0: It, as you were saying that, like I started to have a flashback of when I sat down for my first accounting meeting, and I can relate to what you said. Like most people don't know what they don't know because we're like an expert in what like the business that we're building. And I remember sitting, being so nervous, across from my accountant, and he's and he was like, "Well, what are your financial goals? And what are you like? What's your spreadsheet for this?" And I remember thinking. Almost like a little inadequate that I wasn't thinking through some of those things in order to save money. Um, and, <laughs> but then also like so grateful that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I'm here because I'm probably leaving a lot of money on the table. Curious because you're one of the things that you are known for is that you help your clients save anywhere from $10,000, like they they get to save almost $10,000 a year on taxes. So what what are you providing to them so that way they know what to capture? Is it like a checklist? Like how do you kind of initiate to help them really? What is it that they need to be looking at?
1: Yeah. So it's really, I start out with baby steps. I don't want to overwhelm my clients. A lot of things they've never even heard of, or it's just crazy wording. Um, So first I really just like to establish a trusted relationship and fix some of the smaller things. Like maybe they don't even have a business bank account yet, or, um, if they have that, are they, do they have the best business credit card to get some extra rewards? Um, maybe they don't even have QuickBooks yet. They have spreadsheets that they're tracking things. And so I just kind of help them along the way, step-by-step, and then, um, Eventually, when we get into the tax side of things, I will suggest deductions that maybe they haven't thought of. And then when I am doing a tax return, say for a new client, I didn't have them for the year before, they just reached out and was like, hey, you know, the deadline's coming up, I'm freaking out, now I need my tax returns filed, which happens a lot, and it's okay. Um, But say I'm doing that tax return, and there is not There's not a whole lot I can do to change for last year, but I'll say, hey, this year um, I'm going to suggest a tax strategy session. And those typically take about an hour to two hours. And we really just ask a lot of questions back and forth. And I come to them with a list of ideas and strategies that we can save, whether that's changing their entity type or setting up something for retirement. or Utilizing all of the legal tax loopholes, different credits they could do, um, a whole bunch of stuff is what we go over in the tax strategy session, and that's really where the big tax savings comes. I don't even initiate those unless I can save them at least ten thousand dollars a year, um, because I like to see my clients get a certain return on their investment. You know, it's expensive, but if they can, Get a lot of money back out of it, then it's an easy investment for them. Yeah,
0: and what I love, and I what I hope everyone's picking up on too, is that knowledge. But to avoid overwhelming your clients, it's baby steps. So that initial, you're basically looking at their business and helping them with what is it that they need to do in that moment to kind of get going.
1: Yeah, totally. You know, I don't want them to ever feel like, oh, you did this wrong, or why aren't you doing that? Um, And it's so funny all of my prospect calls I feel like they're all so nervous and they're like oh I'm gonna be the messiest client you have or I'm just I feel so stupid but like trust me none of it is stupid and don't you won't be my messiest client (laughs)
0: I love that. I love that. And I can appreciate that as someone, like I said, I don't do math in public and on top of it, I can get overwhelmed very easily when it comes to what should I be owning when it's not my zone of genius. So the fact that you take baby steps with them is huge, 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 huge. And the other thing that I love that you shared is that you don't make anyone feel bad for what they don't know or what they didn't do. Cause I am definitely that person that has been guilty of waiting until uh, tax return time to, to reach out to an accountant and be like, all right, I need to get this going. And he, he, he would be like, okay, well, we kind of almost lost the year, but not in a way that made me feel guilty, but just like, okay, let's see what we can do. But it looks like, if I'm hearing you correctly, you have several sessions with your clients before we get to tax season.
1: Yeah. Um, I keep in contact with my clients all year round. Some of them, I check in monthly, definitely quarterly and even some of them weekly. So, I I just want to over communicate with them because I have worked in firms before where it's like we only reach out at tax time and it's just it's not efficient like there's no more tax savings once the year is over and then you're not building a relationship with that person. You don't even know if they maybe they have new income streams or they sold a house or an investment property and you weren't a part of that. And I really, you know, strive to build relationships with my clients. So that way we're ahead of the transactions. We can set set things up correctly as needed. Um, And I don't know, I just like to know my clients and be friends with them. And if I'm visiting a city that they're in, then I can go have coffee with them. So... wine is always an option.
0: <laughs> is wine an option too or just coffee? <laughs> um I love it. I love it. Okay, so one of the things that you and I talked about before this podcast is like the number one question I get asked or maybe like the one fear that my new clients have is how do I really invest in this? Because these are women that are still in the corporate world. They're still working and they might even be in a spot where they're married and they don't know how to tell their significant other that, Hey, I want to start this side business and I want to start bringing money in, but I might have to be putting money out first. And they really wrestle with how do I invest appropriately? So would love to kind of change gears there to talk about like, what would you recommend to someone that's, like wrestling with how to invest when starting your business.
1: Yeah, good question. And something I struggled with too when I was starting my own business, because there's so many things that you can invest in, um, and I think there's a lot of criteria around that. I think the first one, and I get asked from my clients as well, you know, should I invest in this or that? And my first question is always, does it save you money or make you money? And if it can be yes for either one of those, then it's kind of a no-brainer. Say it's something like tax strategy, like I was talking about before. With that, you'll make money on it. So that's like a no-brainer. If it is something where you feel like you're purely just um, spending money and you don't know that you're going to make money or save money on it, but... Maybe it will get rid of an inefficiency in your business, then I would say go for it too. Um, An example of that would be maybe you hire a virtual assistant to help you in your business to get rid of some inefficiencies. And at first, you know, there might be a lot of output, like you might be paying that person a lot, and there's a learning curve. You guys have to each get to know each other and see how each other work. Um, And maybe it takes a couple of months, but after a while, if that VA can take a bunch of items off your to-do list, then that is worth it. Our time is valuable. And I think that's a good investment. Another one, and I guess kind of along the same lines is, does it save you time? And for this, maybe you need a social media manager because you spend so much time on Instagram or Facebook. And so maybe you hire someone to manage all that for you. Maybe they're doing posts or answering DMs and that can save you a couple hours a day. Then maybe that's worth it. Something that I invested in recently and it had nothing really to do with my business. And it didn't even save an inefficiency or save me time, but it was something that I could learn. So I invested in this money mindset course and I get asked naturally a lot about money and money mindset and all of those things, just because I'm in tax and I'm in everybody's finances. And so, and I just have my own, you know, money trauma. And I think we all do growing up. Something happened around money. We saw our parents, how did, how did they spend money or how did they, what were their feelings around money? And so I invested in this course. It wasn't going to make me money. It wasn't going to save me money it didn't get rid of an inefficiency but it's just something that could expand my knowledge and help my clients with and so
0: for me it was worth it say because i love this because that's the reason why a lot of the women ask me they're like hey i want to invest in a coach and in, in in you know they don't know if it's going to make them money but it's helping them with or to help them save time in a specific area is that something that they can tax
1: Yeah, totally. So if a business coach is going to help in some way in your business, then it's totally a tax deduction. And I put that under business development expenses. That's just the line item that I call it. Some people might call it continuing education or education or maybe even advertising for some of those kind of coaches. But yeah, it's definitely a tax deduction even something else I invested in this year was an Enneagram coach and although at first glance it's like oh how would that have anything to do with taxes or or my business but I wanted to take it so that I could better understand my clients that were not the same number as me if you're familiar with Enneagram um everyone's a different number and so I just wanted to understand all of the other numbers better so that I could work with them better. Um, Same with people on my team. If I have people on my team that are a different number, how do I best work with them? And so, although at first glance might not seem like it's tied to my business, but it was definitely a business development expense because it can help me just relate better. Well, now
0: I'm I'm curious. Now, what what are you?
1: Oh man, this is a good question because my Enneagram coach and I don't know. Um, When I I took the test, I had three numbers that were all the exact same. Um, But but we've tied it down to I'm either a three wing two with like a really strong two. And I have like no four attributes. Or I'm a two with a really strong three wing. So I'm still not sure, but something between a two and a three.
0: But wait, what's a three and a two? What's the definition for those of the people that are listening that don't know?
1: Oh, so so a three is an achiever,
0: and the
1: two is the nurturer. Nice. And so, I think I'm a three wing two. I don't know, or a two wing three. <laughs> Do you know your number?
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm yeah. I'm a peacemaker. And it's funny because when I read the definition, I don't know if like, as you read your three, if you found yourself being like, oh yeah, I'm definitely a little bit of this and a little bit of that. When I read The Peacemaker, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like me to a T. Like, yeah. <laughs> from when I was little to who I am now. So I love the Enneagram. Is that
1: is that the nine?
0: Yes, yeah, sorry, the nine. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I could see that, definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I... I love what you shared because for those of you um, that are like in that space of I want to invest in my business and I know the first step is to potentially invest in something that feels like I'm just spending money because it's either going to save me time or it's going to help me get rid of inefficiency. Like what Barbara just mentioned is huge and I didn't learn that it could be deductible until late in my business. So I was actually spending a lot of money the first two years thinking i'll get it back and i ended up actually in, in the first two years not getting it back and but i also didn't deduct it so it's a really big thing to know that um and something to either check in with barbara on if she becomes your tax coach um or if you're looking to interact with someone else like it's something really good to check on because I think it's important. And the fact that I love too, Barbara, that you shared like, Hey, I invested in a money mindset coach and I invested in an Enneagram coach. And you might be thinking, how does that not, you know, relate to a tax coach, but it did, it was a development piece that you needed to better relate to your team, to better relate to your, your clients, to better for you, for you to better understand your money mindset issues. I think that's huge. And I, it's a big, it's a big thing to invest in yourself from a development perspective in order for you to continue to scale.
1: Yeah, I so agree. I mean, I still struggle with it. I'm like, ooh, do I really need to spend that much money? Or I'm like, Oh, man, that could go towards like, a family vacation. <laughs> um, right. But, but I think, and I, and I believe this too, I think for every dollar that you invest in your business, you'll get $2 back. Um, and And so I think you just have to be open to it and eventually it will come
0: back and you will be better than where you were before. Agreed. So if someone wanted to work with you, what is something that you have kind of going on that they can look into to get connected with you?
1: Yeah, so right now the tax deadline is extended as you probably know with COVID. So the tax deadline is extended till July 15th. So if you haven't filed your 2019 tax return, I'm happy to help and happy to help you look at your expenses and maybe find some that you didn't think that you could expense, save you some money there. Um a lot of my clients right now have gotten the PPP loan funds and so now I'm working with them on how to spend those funds and and actually get it forgiven because the rules are a lot more complicated than originally thought. Um, And then of course, for 2020, anyone that is thinking about tax strategy. And so really, if you think you have a pain point around taxes, or you think you're paying too much in taxes, I'm happy to look at your stuff. I don't charge to just look at your tax returns and your numbers and just get back to you with a number. Um, That's usually what I do is I look at your prior year stuff, and then come back with you and say, Hey, I think we can save $15,000 in taxes this year. Would you want to do a tax strategy session? And so I don't charge to look at it. Um, we talk about it after I look at your stuff. And yeah, those are really the big things going on right now.
0: Love it. Love it. So, how can they get connected with you?
1: I am always on Instagram. So, I'm at your tax coach. And so, feel free to send me a DM. My website's yourtaxcoach.biz. You're welcome to go on there, find me on there. I have blog posts um, you can look back on and lots of
0: testimonials. And
1: then my email is barbara@yourtaxcoach.biz. at
0: Awesome, so all three of those links will be in the show notes below, so definitely click on them so that way you can start following Barbara. And if you're in a spot where you're like, hey, I don't think I'm ready yet for a tax coach, I definitely, definitely recommend that you still follow Barbara because she, she jam packs a lot of great value into her Instagram, whether it's biz tips for you around tax stuff, whether it's just kind of showing a day in the life uh, of what she's what's going on in her world, and I, I actually what connected me to Barbara, I'm like, I just love watching your videos. Like, I feel like you're just talking to me with your coffee this morning. <laughs> Always coffee, lots of coffee. (laughs) So, you'll really, really enjoy it. So, please, please, please follow her so that way you can get your information. There's never too late of a time to figure out your taxes. And, like she said, she won't make you feel guilty or bad if you don't know because it's fair to not know what you don't know. So, look her up, check her out. And, yeah, with that said, Barbara, thank you so much for joining our podcast. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yay. All right. Tune in to next week, ladies, for another episode. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.